Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Just so you guys know, I was just flipping through the uh, direct messages on Twitter and we had one that was glowing. Uh, got a question from a listener. I don't know if you guys want to go with it or not. What are you thinking? Yeah, what's the what was the question? So it's what they want to know, Super E, since you have you know you did this for a really long time, and obviously you stick out. Just curious if you'd ever been like right in the middle of doing something, and maybe that person or someone else recognizes you you ever been recognized while you were working that's a very good question jay uh yes i have and i'll explain all right well, you see tell all righty so my undercover uh stuff i did was what we call street level it was every single day citizens complaint prostitution drug activity and every day i was out there arresting somebody for selling drugs or somebody prostituting. And this is over 27 years of doing undercover work. I amassed like hundreds and hundreds of prostitution arrests, hundreds and hundreds of uh, dope arrests. So, you know, you're, you're going to be recognized. And that was always kind of like in the back of my mind, especially being on cops where my face wasn't, what do you call it, pixelated out. Yeah. So every once in a while, that was kind of the back of my mind. But I remember uh, one of my little tipsters said a dude named Charles was selling drugs um, from his house in this area just north of the hot dog stand. It was kind of, you know, you had one hot dog stand and then a block up was like a mini hot dog stand. Every once in a while, the girls would go up there and prostitute. So I was between two streets where I made a lot, a lot of prostitution arrests. So when I was given a number, hey, Carl, this guy named Charles, tell him I said that, you know, I was cool and I was wanting to buy a couple hundred dollars worth of crack, he would go for it. And so when I found out where the location was, I was like, man, I've locked up so many girls there, but it's kind of early in the morning and a lot of times, they're not out and about till like two or three in the afternoon. And this was about 10 or 11 in the morning. So I said, I think I might be safe because all I was going to do was drive up near the guy's house and uh, wait outside because I was going to give him a call, let him know I'm across the street and he was going to sell me a couple hundred dollars worth of crack. Okay. So he tells me the exact address of his house and he says, park across the street. And a little bit down. So, you know, just like right across the street, about 20 feet to the south of his house. So I was like, okay. I drive up the street. And uh, he told me he would be a minute. So I drive up the street. 
and I park exactly where he tells me, and I'm looking at his house, and I'm looking at the front porch, and I see this girl walk out of his house and sit down on, like, a lawn chair that's on the porch. And I'm like, holy shit, that's that goofball Sarah that I just locked up a week ago. And she she was the type of person who couldn't shut her mouth. She's always flapping her gums. She was, she was very aggravated. And I was like, that's that damn Sarah. So she flops down, sits in a lawn chair, and she starts barking out orders to people that were around the house, you know, just, just being a loud mouth. And so I'm waiting on Charles because I see that. I call Charles back. I said, hey, I'm here. He goes, give me a minute. My guy's coming up the street. So Charles' supplier was going to walk up the street, hand him some drugs, and then Charles was going to sell me the same drugs he got from his supplier. And so I'm sitting in the car, and then I'm looking right there at Sarah. I'm thinking, please don't look to your right. Please don't look to your right. So she's blabbering on about nothing. And then I see I, she's over there holding court and then she looks to the right and sees me and she just freezes up and she looks at me and I'm looking at her and I thought, don't look away. Don't try to hide your face. So I just start staring at her, you know, and I, I don't break my stare, you know, kind of the psychopath who won't talk, but just stares. So I'm just staring at her and all of a sudden she looks a little flustered and she's all of a sudden she starts going, Hey, 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 Who's who's dealing with that white boy over there? Who's dealing with that white boy? I'm like, shut your mouth. But I'm just staring at her. I don't take my gaze off her because I don't want her to think that, you know, that I'm afraid she's going to screw something up. I just want to keep staring at her. Right. And it's kind of making her a little flustered. She keeps saying, who, who's dealing with that white boy? And then Charles comes walking. I, no, I see a guy walking up, goes behind Charles's house. And then he comes back and Charles is right behind him and Charles is walking just south of his porch and he's walking. He sees my car, waves at me. I wave at Charles and big mouth Sarah is looking at Charles goes, hey, Charles, what are you doing? And he's, he's ignoring her because he probably knows she's a loud mouth moron too. And he's ignoring her. She goes, Charles, I wouldn't do that. Charles, I'm really serious. I wouldn't go over there. Stop walking. And I'm just staring at her, and I'm, I'm trying to burn my gaze right through her. I'm not, not taking my eyes off her at all. She goes, Charles, I really must assist. He gets into my car, and he sits down, and he pulls the dope out, and he's kind of like weighing it up. And I go, who in the hell is that loudmouth white broad over there? Yep, I use the term broad. And uh, he, he goes, well, oh, shoot. What? in Rome. I mean, you got to fit in. Yeah, exactly. I said, who's that wild mouth white girl? And he goes, oh my God, she doesn't shut up. He doesn't, he doesn't look up from what he's doing. So he's looking down. He's not looking at her looking kind of frantic. And I'm still staring at her trying to burn a hole in her. And, uh, he goes, yeah, man, she tries to think she's black. She is so annoying. She makes us all sick. And I said, stipulate it on that. But she's driving me nuts right now. So he sells me the dope. And the guy that sold Charles the dope, he could hear 
as he was walking down the street. Now he's about two houses down. He could hear Sarah making all these ramblings about me. That piques his curiosity. What is she talking about? And so the dope dealer walks up towards Charles' house. Charles gets out of the car. We say goodbye. He walks to the, the his drug dealer. They're standing on the sidewalk. And I see Sarah jump up and say, you guys are, you don't know what you're doing. And she runs up to him. And so what I did was I, I had my window down. She's getting ready to tell him that I was the police, but I was still too close. I didn't want that. So I stuck my arm out and I had the old thumb and finger gun. I didn't actually have a gun, but I just pointed my finger at her. Uh-huh. And I just, and I just drove the car right towards her with my finger out like it was a gun. And she just froze. And, and I just looked at her and I slowed, I smiled and I drove away. And then in my rearview mirror, I could see her jumping up and down like a lunatic screaming, he's the fucking police, you idiots. <laughs> and the drug dealer that sold to Charles, he sprints down the street and jumps into a car with other people in it and takes off. Charles takes off running. He runs between the houses and he runs into the garage where all the crackheads were, you know, all the prostitute crackheads and the other crackheads are just laying up in this garage, getting high yeah. and doing nothing, you know? And so they're laying around and Charles screams to him. I think I fucked up. And they go, why? What'd you do, Charles? I just sold crack to Detective Supery. They're like, oh, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Everybody knows Detective Supery. Don't tell us you sold him crack. I sold him a whole bunch of crack. Charles, you are fucked. So I'm just sitting there. I park and I can see him come running up. And he's he runs down one street and he sees police coming his way. He runs down the other street. Here comes more police. And then he just stood in the middle of the street with his hands up and go. He, and I could see he just lowered his head. He had nowhere to go. And they cuff him up. What I didn't know, the drug dealer that sold to Charles, he ran, jumped in the car, and there was a big-ass car chase. I missed out on seeing that. They drove down the hot dog stand for a while till they kind of lost control, and they was able to catch up to him, snagged him up, got him for possession of drugs, got Charles. Now, I didn't do anything with Loudmouth Sarah because I just didn't want to be around her and hear her, you know, prattling on. It would have been too torturous. Yes. But it all came out ahead. And I I just tried not to panic, you know, instead of going, oh, my God, and just drive off. I just took a chance of just staring her down with the finger gun. That is a fantastic job, Super E. That was, uh, man, that's ice water in your veins. You know what? I don't I don't want to brag, but I was proud of myself on that. You know, just, hey, just ride this out, you know, just keep yeah. going with it. Go back and get her like, you know, no, 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 no. Then, you know, once we're gone from her, the you know, out of sight, out of mind. Right. Don't want to listen to her anymore. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They wouldn't have done anything to her anyway. Yeah, that's you know what that 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 right there that is I I'm hoping that's exactly what uh, our listener was looking for because that's great. I bet it was. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that's good stuff. That is good stuff. That yeah, is- it's basically um, there. It's the realism of the way it was um, 
for us undercover guys in on our department where we worked at, it wasn't like these phony TV shows that I can't stand right. and uh, where they, they make it so dramatic and all this. It's like, you know, you're driving in Lamborghinis, getting the, the big guy from the cartel and everybody shooting guns at each other. No, it's not like that. Yeah. He has to charge the gun before they start. Yeah, and super after you did this, you probably went on and did another deal, didn't you? Yep, did something else right after that, you know, kind of thing. That's that's just the way it was. That's the way it was. Hey, now for let's say we got a new listener that hadn't been following the show. Tell us tell us what the hot dog stand is. The hot dog stand was a the main drag through the town that we uh, worked as police officers for, and it was it went straight to the heart of downtown, and then went like three or four miles to the west, and or probably about eight miles to the west, eight miles to the east, and um, you would go like a couple miles each way, and where the where the uh, economy was depressed and there was lack of jobs you know a lot of rental property you had a lot of uh, a lot of poverty you had a lot of drug abuse mm-hmm. and drug abuse you have a lot of prostitution a lot of crime theft burglaries like that so the hot dog stand is where the prostitutes did their uh most of their uh, uh street walking to make money performing sexual acts right right and you know our listeners are so smart; they probably could figure that out. But yeah, but I just yeah, I just wanted for clarification. If you're a new listener, thanks for listening. And that is what the hot dog stand is. Yes, and we had, like I said, the, uh, we had the main drag that went straight through downtown, and then you had like a couple streets up. One or two blocks would be a little hot spot for a minute because sometimes when a drug dealer would move into. Uh, a house like say with the woman that lived there and he started selling well then that became the hot spot for street prostitution for a while until it got shut down right okay good explanation super e thanks aj hey no problem well well, you know you know i'm thinking all right well anybody got anything else for this one Negatory. All I got to say is that was a hell of a job, Super E. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. Well, be sure to tell the listeners to keep those questions coming. Or, you know, DM us on Twitter or Facebook, and you know, we'll uh, definitely like to get your questions on. Ten four. Right. Adios. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Yeah.